Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Works For Us, where we talk to people about what works for them in their relationships and, of course, what doesn't. So today on Works For Us, I'm so excited to be joined by the most hilarious actress, writer, and supermom extraordinaire, Jenny Mullen. With her humorous books of personal short stories, I Like You Just The Way I Am, which just kills me, Live Fast and Die Hot kills me, Jenny showcases her ability to point fun at herself in a way that allows all of her readers and fans to relate and absolutely fall in love with her. Her new novel, City of Likes, is an exciting departure from her memoir style while still highlighting many of the themes close to Jenny's heart. She's also been married to her husband, Jason Biggs, since 2008, and they have two adorable sons, Sid and Laszlo. I'm so excited to talk to you about all of this and more. So welcome to Works For Us. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. Wait, so I have to ask you because I I just started a podcast and I do the same thing. It's so awkward, so awkward. to do the opening I know. with the person in front of you. Okay, so here's the so thing. What is your thought on that? Should my, I do it or should I not? Well, my thought is that I like to do it separately, but no one will let me because they said it's not as real. Like they said really? it. Yeah, they said that when I don't do it kind of in real time, it do, like I sound like a robot. It sounds like you're doing a recording rather than like um, going into a conversation. Because for but me, I start to blush. Me and too. It's when yeah. I'm intimidated by the person. Yeah, it, it's 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 <laughs> awkward. I agree with you. It's awkward. I've done podcasts like with other people where they do the intro later. Yes. Um but I think it's one of those things where what I've heard over and over is just that when when you do it the way like I just did it, then we just kind of can kick into speaking. And it's almost like I'm talking to you in this awkward way yeah. rather yes. than like yes. a pre-recorded uh, type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Right. But yeah, it's yes, it's a bit odd. Sure. And I'm always like, am I getting it right? Because I found this about you on Wikipedia. And like, what if it's wrong? And they're going to correct me mid-intro. Well, I have a lot of trust because I'm hoping that our people and your people already saw this because <laughs> <laughs> totally, you know, that's a good point because, good point. you know, because for me, I actually, for me, like to know less about, you know, a lot of people that I, that I talked to on the show are already people I've known for a long time. So yes. it's a little easier, but when it's people I've never met, I actually like to not know anything. Is that weird? No, I get that. <laughs> I feel that way too. You know, I, I actually like the less information. It was like when I was doing my show, they used to be like, oh, do you want to do a pre-meet? I'm like, no, like I actually no, just want to yeah. do it in real time so that we actually like get to know each other for real. You know, I agree. I agree. So you're in New York. Yeah, I'm in New York. Oh my mm -hmm. God. Is it cold now? Today it's cold. Yesterday it was oddly warm, so but weird. now it's cold again. So weird. It's so I weird. Know. Okay. So, all right, let's first, because I could talk to you for days and hours. So, all right. So I, I do need to go back to the sort of um, beginning of, because I do always forget to do this, but because we're about relationships, more or less, we try to be anyway. Um, yeah. I want to go back to the beginning because, you know, I've been with my husband for 30 years. We've been married for That's 24. Amazing. So it's a little insane. But I do sort of want to go back for a second. Like, how did you and Jason meet? How did you like, how did happen? Is it funny? Because I feel like you're both so funny. I mean, I think it was funny. Yeah, it, it, we were both auditioning for this movie. Okay. And I knew 
my sister was so the way I found out about this movie, it wasn't a, a uh, like an audition that came through my agents. It was my sister had been set up with this guy that she went on a date with, was not into him, okay. ghosted him completely for like two two months. Okay. And then all of a sudden he calls her up and he like doubles down and he just says, all right, I know you weren't into me. I want to try again. And will you come with me to Hawaii for the weekend? And she was so taken aback because she's like, I've not talked to you, not answered your text, nothing. I was so bored on the date that I was drawing on the table. But then she was so sort of, I guess, impressed right. by the balls of that he came back. So she's like, all right, fuck it. I'll go to Hawaii with you. Me cut to, they come back. They've got like tattoos. They're fully together. <laughs> and the whole thing <laughs> took on a, a different spin. Stop. And he was a manager at 360. So he said, I'm, I rep this writer who's doing this Kate Hudson movie. Mm -hmm. Your sister should, if she hasn't heard of it, she should read, she should come in. And so Samantha's like, yeah, I think I got you an audition. <laughs> oh my God. So I go in and I, and I audition for this movie and then I end up going to the next level then, or the next, you know, whatever right. producers. Right. And Doug at the time calls me back and he's like, Hey, thanks for making me look good. Cause I could have been like any random. He just, sure, sure, sure. In, he just sent into the room and he said, uh, before you go, do you want to watch the tapes of the other girls you're up against? And I'm like, um, let me think about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've only been waiting for somebody sure. to ask me that question sure. my entire career. Right. Of course. So I'm flipping through the tapes, feeling super cocky and just like, you know, like I definitely have it in the bag. Right. And I'm watching these girls and it's always the same. They were like five of us at the right. time. Right. Yep. We're like all up for the, all the same shit. Uh, and he says, while you're at it, we're choosing between these two guys for the, the main guy role. One is Jason Biggs and mm -hmm. one is this other guy. And my knee jerk reaction was, well, give it to the other guy. Fuck Jason Biggs. I mean, <laughs> isn't he that guy from those teen comedies? You know, I was a theater major. I hadn't even seen American Pie, but I definitely thought I was way above him. And I was also incredibly jealous that he was famous and I wasn't famous. So I was like, I'm definitely rooting for the underdog. I don't even care who the other guy is, but I want him to have it over Jason Biggs. Oh my um, God. So I'm watching the tapes and Jason was sensational. Truly, I always say to him, because he did end up doing the movie, I'm like, you were better in the audition. Ah! <laughs> because he was so good. And I literally called Doug back and I had to be like, you know, sort of... I, admit I, I said you know I was wrong Jason is incredible and you have to give it to him oh my god I'm dead to a few days later my sister calls me and she says I have a weird ask Doug wants to know if you'll go on a double date with me and him and Jason and I you know like at the time I don't know I mean when you're like an actress in LA you're just like you don't want to piss anybody off. Sure. You really, of course. I wanted still to get in this movie. I'm like, I mean, okay, I'll go. Is this a casting couch situation? What am I getting into? Um, but so I said I would go. And then I had a phone call with Jason and Doug and Samantha, like a party line. And Jason was like totally stoned. And he was staying at like the Roosevelt hotel. And he was just not funny on the phone. Oh, the so Roosevelt. I'm right? losing my mind. Yes. Okay. So I call my sister back. I'm like, he's not funny. I can't go. I'm over it. I don't want to go. Tell, tell them I can't make it. She's like, Jenny, it's free sushi. You have to go. <laughs> so we go to Sushi Park 
he walks in, I'm like, are you Jason? By the way, expensive free sushi, by the way. It was expensive, sushi good sushi, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, So, you know, he walks in, we're, we're talking. And then like, by the end of the night, we're both like, you know, oh, we're both on Zoloft. We both have like fucked up family shit. There was just like all of these overlapping <laughs> things happening. <laughs> oh my um, God. And yeah, and so, and so we kind of started casually seeing each other. But at this point, neither one of us had been cast in this movie. Right. So then, you know, we were still like waiting to hear when you hear Jason gets cast. Then I instantly go back to fuck Jason Biggs. I hate him. <laughs> I'm like so pissed because I hadn't heard anything. But then I found out that I did get a role in the movie. Not the role that I wanted, Ugh. but a role. And I ended up, we were in Boston together for two and a half months and we were married. When we were when we were married, babe, like six months after meeting or nine months after meeting. That's we were married. Sick. It's that's crazy. amazing. We didn't really know each other, but I mean, you yeah, know. but that's amazing. But look at you, you're here, right? No, it's so crazy. No, because I mean, you know, and I know that in this industry, those quick marriages almost don't ever work, right? I mean, never, n- almost never. never. Um, it's so true. I'm still amazed that my marriage actually works, and it's been like 400 years. So, like, but yes. I, but here's the thing: I'm always very in favor of those kind of like meet cute situations because it's like you get to a certain point in your life and a certain age and you just go, I fucking know. Like I yes. know this is my person. And you know what? Yeah. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but this is my person. And you know, yes. the fact that it works and here you are two kids later, right? Crazy. How mm-hmm. old are your kids? So I have an eight-year-old and I have a four-year-old. Oh my goodness. Boy mom, yeah. Yes. Boy mamas for life. For life. It's the the, I mean, you know, I had a friend who's a single mom. I have a friend that's a single mom when I was pregnant with my first son because I was only convinced that I was having girls my whole entire life, like many girls. And had none, by the way, obviously. But um, (laughs) but I remember being pregnant with Sky and I was like, I don't, I don't. I don't know what to do with this. Like, I literally was like, right. I don't, I, I yeah. don't speak boy. Like, I don't even understand what I'm doing. And yeah. she said, Rachel, a mother and a son is a love affair that is indescribable and everlasting. Yes. And I have had the strongest love affair with both of my children that it's indescribable. I mean, I, yes. I, I, I mean, or, do you feel the same way? I mean, do you make out with them? Because oh, I do. <laughs> oh, I make out with them. Oh, I'm obsessed. You know, Sid just recently now girls are having crushes on him, and, oh, and a letter God, came I'm home, going and it's like, that. oh my God, you are unique. You are what? Well, and Sid's it's crazy, saying, right? Like, he's like, I'm unique. I'm, and now he believes everything that he's been fed by this girl's school. <laughs> And I'm spinning. I'm just like, Jason, I'm not ready for this. She's coming on too strong. And Jason's like, chill out. What do you think she's going to do? She's not like some predator. It's fine. But I'm so spun. I'm so jealous. I fully understand my mother-in-law now. Yeah, no, I'm like, me too. I get why you hated me. Yep. You should have. I think all, <laughs> I think all boy moms mm. really, whether they own up to it or not, hate 
their daughter-in-laws. I just think yes. it. I just do. I yes. think no one can ever be good enough for our boys. I just, ever. I, I, I stand with you. I think we should form an alliance so that we don't get called mental. Like I think. No, I know. We're going to need the support system later. I agree. It's going to be hard. Well, how about this? I have an eight-year-old son who got engaged at six, actually got on his knee, tried to carry her over the threshold and gave her a diamond ring, an actual diamond oh ring, my God. not a crystal no. ring, a diamond no. ring he took from mommy's jewelry box. And they're still no. engaged and in separable. It's been almost no. two years. June will be two years since the engagement. And he tells anyone that'll listen, oh, I have a fiance, actually. We're not going to get married till I'm 21, but oh my we're God. engaged. Uh-huh. Truth. So get ready, friend. <laughs> get ready. Get ready. Oh, okay. That's heavy. So it is heavy. Okay. So you got married really quick. What was the proposal mm-hmm. like? I feel like it was funny. Was it funny? I can't imagine no. you guys serious together. Is I that know weird? it is hard. No, it's hard. Jason hates that. He's like, I don't, that's why, like, I feel like for me, it's hard to be intimate because I want right. to undercut everything with comedy. Right. Um, right. It's a defense he, mechanism too. Obviously. Sure. I'm sure you for know that. Sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he proposed originally in, we were in St. Martin and it was, it was, that was at the six month mark. Okay. And I said, yes, but it was with a pair of earrings. It wasn't serious. We weren't going to tell anybody. We were just like, I mean, we were like doing drugs. We were crazy. He proposed with a pair of earrings. Yes. That's amazing. That's actually brilliant. And it was just a random, like he bought me a pair of earrings and then he like took one back and then he proposed to me. You know, it's just the crazy beginning of a relationship. How old were you guys? I'm trying to wrap my head around like- 27. And he was 28. You're young. Yeah, we were pretty young when that happened. And then, um, so then we go back, we go back to New York. It was his sister's birthday. We, he used to throw her this bowling party every year at like Bullmore lanes in New York. Mm -hmm. And we were, we did ecstasy. I got pregnant and then I'm like, oh my God, wait a minute. You can't hijack my life. I don't (laughs) even know you. I I was like, suddenly the like cloud of bliss was removed <laughs> reality set in and i'm looking around like Where there's nothing the like a baby to wake you the fuck up by the right? way I was like, hold on i'm not ready uh, i'm not like i haven't succeeded in the way dead. i want to succeed i'm not re- i'm i'm still just like and you, you were know, you were like 28 you were like 27 28 exactly okay and i literally it was like i'm not having this baby i mean i i'm definitely right. not doing this right um like any guy in their I, 20s would <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But then I had to kind of really take a hard look at the relationship. And I was too sort of, I knew I was like already in too deep. I really was in love with him. And so I sort of just accepted that, okay, this is what's going to happen. I guess we're going to have a fucking baby together. So now three months later, we're like, okay, we're having a baby together. Then I miscarried. And then I was like, I'm free. (laughs) But then at that point, I was like, but now. Now like, you were so attached and you I'm were so like. so attached to yeah, you. Yeah, of course. You didn't have your child. Like getting married seemed like nothing. Right, of so course. married, um, you know, on the side of the road at a FedEx Kinko's in Calabasas in our pajamas. I was like, you know what? Like, this is fucking nothing. We've we've like already been through so much together. <gasps> but of course we are going to get married. Oh my God. And then we had a wedding in Napa about, I don't know, three months after that. And I remember we got in this huge fight. We were outside. I don't know. One of these like houses. As, we rented by the way, as most couples about to get married do get like in an explosive fight. A massive just before, fight. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And he looks at me, he's like, what, what did you, do you just don't want to do this? And I, and I turned back to him and just said, we're already married. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> so yeah, that was the beginning. And you know what? <laughs> it's been a wild ride ever since. No, but, but it's true. I mean, I, I say every day, I'm so lucky that whatever the universe conspired in my favor, maybe my parents have both been divorced too many times for like me to actually weather some sort of, uh, you know, breakup like that. I I've already like lived through so many divorces, but I do feel blessed that for whatever reason, I found somebody that is so perfect for me. And I don't think it was like, you know, people will say, what was the secret? It's like, I don't fucking know. It's dumb luck. I definitely didn't know what I was doing at the time. I mean, I love working as a stylist, but just because putting together a chic look is fun for me, it doesn't mean it's fun for everybody. In fact, it can be particularly painful for certain men, men like Roger, for example. So gentlemen, if deciding what to wear each day is draining your energy, it might be time to try cuts. Cuts clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts. So you can throw one on and look great without ever thinking twice about it. Every cut shirt is designed for a modern tailored fit and they're insanely comfortable. Plus, Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp like tees, hoodies, polos, and more. So you can stop bouncing between brands to shop for different shirts. I absolutely love how Cuts clothing has a variety of hem options available within their collection. Specifically, I'm a fan of the Pima Crew Curve Hem Tees on Roger because they actually elongate his leg line and flatter his frame the most. And then when he wants to go for a more relaxed look, the split hem hoodies manage to look polished and comfortable all at once. Truly, it's not easy to find this kind of attention to detail in men's casual wear. So I'm very excited that Cuts has found a way to do just that. Cuts even developed their own patented fabric that would stand the test of time. And let me tell you, it's honestly incredible. This fabric won't shrink, pill, or fade over time in the wash. And no matter how many washes, it always stays incredibly soft. So join hundreds of thousands of guys who've made this simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with cuts. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash so. That's C-U-T-S clothing.com slash though for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Yeah, but I think here's the thing. It's weird because, you know, I have so many friends that are children of divorce. Okay. Yes. My parents have, we just celebrated, I think 55 years. My sister is divorced and she got married young and, and divorced. I mean, I mean, I guess relatively young, probably like in her mid thirties, but okay. you know, I've been through so many divorces with people close yes. to me that I feel like I've been through divorce like six times. Like I do, I've like <laughs> woken up with the pain. I've like, you know, it's yes. this weird thing, but I will say a lot of my friends that are product of divorce, I found that there's no middle ground. They went one way yeah. or the other. They're oh, either like, oh, no, no, I'm not getting married. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. That's like not for me. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in monogamy. I don't believe you can be with one person forever and be happy. Right. Or they have the most beautiful marriage and soulmate because they really knew kind of what to uh, maybe look for, or maybe what they most definitely wanted, you know, like yes. coming from 
for sure. Pain of divorced parents. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. So I think for you, my guess is you probably weren't looking for it at all and maybe right, put exactly. yourself in the box of like, eh, maybe this will happen. Maybe it won't. But you happen yes. to have met your soulmate. And I mean, the, listen, I believe that funny people have to be with funny people because for you sure. you literally can't function without laughing, you know? So yes. it's like, I almost think this, it, it just was meant to be this way. And I think the fact that you guys like fuck with each other so much is sort of the beauty of it. It's hilarious, yes. actually. It's actually yeah. hilarious how you got me, like all of it actually is <laughs> It's all kind of a comedy. It, it is. It's Are true. your kids funny? <laughs> yes. It's like, it's, you know. Because it's just genetic. Like, you know that. It's genetic. It and genetic. I always say we have to give them enough attention that they don't become actors. We have to make sure that they feel seen and heard so that they don't turn around and like do what we did and think that they need to like perform so that they can receive external validation for the rest of their lives from strangers in order to prove their worth to their parents. How I much can't th- let that happen. How much therapy have you been in in your life? Please tell me. Oh my God. I've been in therapy since I was probably in first grade. Because that <laughs> sounded like the most beautifully said result of therapy ever like that was <laughs> yes, sort of- <laughs> I've been in a lot of therapy I also started to get my master's oh, and then uh, dropped out but uh, in what in yeah, psychology thought- in psychology I, I was mm-hmm. majored in psych my favorite oh, thing I've ever done it's still my favorite so thing it's, it's probably it's- why I'm talking to you honestly yes for sure you're, you're doing therapy right now I just I have always loved just getting in people's heads and like what makes you yeah. go and why you know? Yes. Yes. Um, oh, I love that. But wait, I'm dead. Okay. So I do. Okay. Wait, I have so many things to ask you, but okay. So here's the thing you've evolved from actor, mom, writer. You're this crazy writer right now. Um, well, not right now, but I mean, for the last several years, but these books literally, and full disclosure, like I don't have a lot of, like, I don't get to read books that often. I actually need to read these because even just the titles are the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. Because I like you just the way I am is maybe one of the best lines I've ever heard because I almost feel like I have to give that to my mother to, yes. like, it's it's like that's the sum of my parents like my dad would absolutely like sing that Billy Joel song to my mom right like I love oh you just God, the way you are and my so mom funny. would be like I love you just the way I am too like <laughs> she would and I feel like many many wives are probably like that right because yes. we kind of manipulate the situation right yes yes um so tell me about like becoming a writer like what made you want to go on the other side well, so I started, okay. So yeah, so I, I was, I was act. I went to UCLA. I was in college, you know, for theater and I started doing guest stars mm-hmm. just around town when I was in school. And I was always sort of consistently inconsistently working, mm-hmm. but I never got any of the roles that I wanted. Right. I was always just somebody's girlfriend sure. or some just thankless. Sure. I, I don't know missile expert yeah. <laughs> um, hey and, nothing wrong with a miss, missile expert it's very you know, helpful these days it, these days it actually would come in handy yes um so I started tweeting mm-hmm. because I was so frustrated with 
my acting career. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't happy. And I was also at this point married to somebody who was successful, which killed me. Which is hard. It's very, it's very hard. And Um, as an overachiever, all it does is like illuminate your own sort of feelings of inadequacy when you walk into a room, especially when you're like 28 and you thought you were cute. And now nobody's looking at you. They're only looking at Jason Biggs. You're like, fuck him. But do you know what? Can I, I want to, I want to pause on that thought for a second because I want to point that out because a lot of people, because I've kind of grown up in my adult life in this industry in fashion and Hollywood, and I've seen it from all sides not the acting side. I did have a show for five years, but I would, when I say not an actor, like the opposite of an actor, I wouldn't, don't give me lines for anything. Um, But people ask me very often how Roger and I have made it this long. And I'm like, because he's not in the business, right? Like he's, he was in finance. I was in fashion, like did And when you see these huge Hollywood couples, I think when there's, writer and actor, producer and actor, director Mm -hmm. and different actor and actor is a very, very hard thing. Even by the way, doctor and doctor is hard. I know doctors that got divorced because one's career was up here and one's was down here. You know, it's very hard to be in a marriage with someone who does the exact same thing because someone's always going to be doing better. And it's, and it makes you feel pretty shitty, right? No matter how much you pretend it's not, it does. Right. It does. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you yeah, so, feel like if he was on a different side and you were acting, would you have felt the same way or? I was still getting so f- fed up because the thing with acting that like why I was never satisfied as an actor is like, I wanted to tell my own story, sure, you know? So, of course. so it's like, I always thought, oh, if I had just booked that pilot or if like that, if I had just been picked from that sure. screen test, I would be happy. But in retrospect, what I didn't realize at the time was that like, no, I'm never going to be happy. Sure. Like, that's not what I want because I have just too much of like my own story I want to tell. Sure. And so I started tweeting really just because I was pissed off and because I, you know, felt like nobody was listening. Right. And they just kept building and building. And all of a sudden I had sort of this audience Um and from there, I'm like, all right, let me like, maybe I, I'll, I'll write a short story. I'll write a short story for Playboy and let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then one short story turned into like, okay, now I'm doing a monthly sort of like piece for them. Right. And at the end of that year, I was like, wait, I have enough. I should try to, I could do, I could do a book proposal. Sure. And that was the first book. And after that moment, like after I wrote the first book, I knew I'm like, I'm never fucking going back. I still ended up getting sucked back into like, I, I did act afterwards. Right. But like begrudgingly. Right. <laughs> but but it was a side after, hustle instead of your whole purpose. Or it was like a, I was like, I felt like I was always like being like coerced somehow or forced or it's like my friend who's doing this. Or, right. You know, and then you right. find yourself stuck in a trailer somewhere. Sure. And you're like, why did I say yes? <laughs> But, but yeah, so like once I did the first book, I knew I was like, I'm never going back. This is, I have absolute power. Now I'm not like just the actor. I'm playing every role and I'm moving everybody around in the scene. I mean, this is. You have such control over the situation. Especially with books. Yep. When you switch it, like, because I did end up doing that particular book as a show. Yep. As a, uh, as like a little series. Yep. And, um, and that was fun, but, but still like only, it was only fun because didn't matter 
what the studio didn't want. I was like, I already have the book. You can't right. ever take that away. Sure. It is how I want it to be exactly how untouched it's in the world. Yep. The concreteness that you get from writing books, there's just like no better high for me. I love that. I honestly love that. And let me ask you a question. How, like, do you feel supported by females? Like, have you, do you have- I like, have some female friends that are like- Sisters. So ride or die. Right. Just have supported me. I mean, like, I don't know. Do you know Stacey Bendette? Yeah. Course. from Alice Olivia. Sure. Stacy is one of those girls where it's like she has like for instance with the city of likes um last year she was she was having a hard time during the pandemic. Yeah. I mean as she like, moved all out here I think. Were. I think she moved exactly. out here. Yeah. And I you know I said to her I was like you know so many people why are you not just like asking sure. all of your friends to post sure. and so she wouldn't do it. She's like no no I can't. I'm like Stacy I'm going to fucking make all of these people post for you. So I like went out to all of my friends. I was like, here's this, like, right. you know, whatever it was, sweatsuit. Can you wear it? Can you post it? And I think she was so like taken aback. Cause like one, she, she never asked for anything, yeah. but also she was like, Oh my God, I can't believe you did that for me. That now my book's about to come out. And she's like, insane. what can I do? What can I do? She's what can like, I do? I'm making all the storefront windows of Alice and Olivia oh, are going to be city of light. She's like, we're going to do an event here. And, if I, and it's just kind of like, one, I love a woman who's driven. I love a Leo Moon. I yep. love a fucking hustler. Yeah. But I also love someone who's like, wants Has your to back. just like support you. Sure. And there's nothing like, she doesn't gain anything from like books. Of course. It's just like well, amazing. I think to that point, I think one of the things I've learned, I've been doing my podcast for a year. And one of the keys to successful relationships, and I'm sure that you have this um, in your marriage, is that the one one of the many common threads in all of these successful relationships whether it's friendships siblings husband and wife whatever it is um you're rooting for each other you're yes. genuinely rooting for each other you yes. want desperately for this person to win and succeed yes. and their win is your win and you're so happy and there's none of that jealousy, the animosity, yes, the totally. insecurity, the, mm -hmm. and there is a pureness to that rooting for one another. And I yes. think in girl relationships, as I'm sure you know, well, yes. Yes. they don't always root for each mm. other. <laughs> no, no. Well, the whole thing with this, this novel is it's all about female friendships and how tricky they can be. And I, and I always find myself, wow. I get wrapped up in these like narcissists where I'm sort of the codependent who, you know, I love when the light, they shine the light on me, but like when they take that away, just like how yes. painful it is. Sure. And, and I've had a lot of mentors along the way that, you know, I would have done anything for. And, and I have definitely, it's, inner, it's been an issue in my marriage even yeah. where it's like, I'm so wrapped up in some, in yep. a friend. Yep. Um, and, and that's a big part of this book. It's, it's about, these female friendships and how tricky they can be. That's so interesting. Everybody thinks it's so easy, but it, the the r r women date each other. It's like we're dating. They really do date each other. Stress is the absolute worst, and it wreaks havoc on both your mind and body. But I have a secret weapon that I cannot wait to share with you. It's called Theragun, and it's used by everyone from elite athletes to not at all athletes like myself and Roger. 
So believe me, you need a Theragun in your life. We are obsessed. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and of course, power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. This is true. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension. Using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. I know that for Roger, he loves using our Theragun between workouts, or pretty much anytime throughout the day, especially if they've been really tough workouts on his body. It really helps him address his really sore muscles. And I use it at the end of the day to sort out the tension in my neck, which is pretty constant. Theragun has significantly reduced my neck pain and I can feel the stress melting off my shoulders literally every time I use it. I actually look forward to having my Theragun time every day. And side note, they look really chic and pretty too. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and of course, me. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash Zoe right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash Zoe. Therabody.com slash Zoe. And it's funny because the first guests on my podcast ever were Sarah Foster and Jen Meyer, who happen to be two yes. of my best girlfriends, but they are the best of the best friends. Like my favorite best friends, they yes. are like, they just, it's like they complete each other's breath and sentences. And there's oh, been so many times where I was like, and we all have said like, it's, it would almost be easier if they were married to each other. Do you know what I mean? Yes, because totally. they are. But, but I think sometimes when, when it's funny, because it's like, where does the guy fit in in that? <laughs> like, where, oh my God. Completely. Where does the husband fit in in that relationship? So there are those complications. So I'm very excited for this book. And you also live in. I actually just sent it to Jen. It's so funny. Did you? Well, she's, yeah. Jen's the best. She's, she's the best. She's she just the best. one of the best of the best of the best. Oh. Um, one of the things I do want to ask you, because it's something that I very, I'm very envious of um, with, with certain people, where did you get your, I guess, nerve to be yeah. so candid, so fucking honest? So like, you know, it's funny. I was saying to Mary, who works with me for nine years now and we she knows everything about my life like I had a miscarriage between my kids but at the time I mean it was probably nine years ago social media yeah. was not like what it is now and I don't think people right. were sharing what they share now very mm -hmm. different time but like I don't know maybe I would have shared that now and I think I think there's certain things that when you share them it helps millions of other people which is extraordinary For and that's sure. actually the beauty of social media but 
What I'm more saying is I think, and I think because you're funny, it's helpful and it's your humor, but I think that your ability to so confidently just fucking say what you're thinking is amazing. And I think that's such a gift. So tell me like- I think it comes from just my my parents were both, uh, you know, are just like, don't, they're both like just too into themselves. So they didn't actually- Therapy. Care. I mean, not that they didn't care, but it was just like, it didn't, there was no reaction. Mm -hmm. And when you don't get a reaction for anything you say, you kind of say anything because it's just like, you just know it goes into the ether. It doesn't matter what you're saying. And I think that that's how it started. I was like, oh yeah, I'll tell people that, you know, I hired Jason a hooker in Vegas for his (laughs) birthday on our like one year anniversary. Like nobody's (laughs) listening. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, so, you know, I would just always and be by the way, it would shock blunt. people that you said that. That's what's so funny. Like, if I said <laughs> that, people would be like, what? They'd be like, because, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, which is funny. But like, well, OK, can I say something to that point? Yes. Roger at his bachelor weekend in Vegas, his friends hired him hookers. And do you know what he did? What? He passed the lap dance to his friends. <laughs> He didn't oh want my god! It. He didn't That's want hilarious. It. He did. He's not that guy. I'm um, yes. like the third relationship he's had. He had a three-year yes. one in high school, a three-year one after that, going into college, and then he met me, and here we are. So <laughs> he's that guy. Right. He's that guy. Right. So I, I actually, guy. well, I mean, but I mean, I, I, I got a lot done before I got married. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, but I really respect it. And I think it's really served you and it's probably helped you a lot. I mean, certainly as a writer, I think it's really helpful. Yes. Yes, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know, you, know I, I, you live in a world that I know very well and I know a lot of people yes. in your world. And I think that there's probably some incredible material Oh my God. No, at some point we have to like have drinks and because there's so much that I'm sure there's a lot of overlap. Yes. So, okay. So can we talk about momfluencers for a second? Oh yes, please. Okay. Okay. So tell me like, like, Okay, so tell me why you wanted to do this book because I have thoughts and I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm not as candid as you, so I'm okay. I'm gonna bring I'm, it out of you. I want you to say things that I may think about. I'm gonna bring it out of you, and then people are gonna be like, "Have you been hanging out with different people? You're a bad lately? influence on me." Yeah, they're like, "Who is causing this to occur?" I also uh, hold so on. What- I love live fast and die hot. Because that's literally the most amazing thing ever. And can I tell you why? Because I have this really good girlfriend that I will never forget. She had her kids and we were looking at old pictures and she goes, God, I was so much hotter in my sniffy jiffy day. <laughs> She's like, I was so skinny. My boobs were so good. And I looked so hot. Um, I hate that we only notice it after the fact. I know. I mean, but what, what are you, you going to do? Are you going to go back? No. No, but you're like, I was killing it. Now when I meet people in their like early 30s, I'm like, you're killing it. You don't even know it. No, you, you don't know it. it. You don't yeah, know it. you think you're done. You're like, I'm 30. It's true. And you have no idea. Like, you're just starting to like get into it dead. Okay. So tell me you wrote this, you started writing this book. Okay. One, because of female relationships and the struggles yes. that come with it, but yeah, let's really talk about influencers. Let's really talk about that. I just had my second child. Mm-hmm. I was experiencing a lot of, and I guess 
when you have a baby and you are on Instagram, a lot of companies start to come to you and yes. they want you to, you know, yep. endorse this, endorse yep. that. And you become the voice of some sort yep. of whatever. Yep. Um, and I was watching just the women around me and how they were presenting motherhood mm -hmm. and how they were sort of so caught up in like curating mm -hmm. the experience. Sure. And I had just, I, you know, I had this one question that just kept going round and round in my head and was like, if I'm so busy trying to prove to the world what a good mom I am, how good of a mom am I actually being? Like, right. how present can I be in my real life when most of my day is spent trying to capture yeah. this like image of motherhood sure. or portray this sort of motherhood that isn't actually yep. real? Yep. Um. And I just got, I, I honestly, what always drives me is just like, I'll just start to get like annoyed and pissed off. And I'm watching these girls and, you know, they're writing these captions where, you know, you know, this one's husband's having an affair, you know, like basically off sure. camera, there's someone holding a gun to this guy's head yep. and he's sitting there with his perfect family 100%. and she's in a ball, that ball gown on the fucking beach in the Bahamas being like, I love life. It's just so the girls were so sweet today. You know, motherhood's so great. You never see a nanny. You never see fucking anything. Or it's like, you know, what is it? What like some of them? The quotes. It's like not giving a ship and feeling a bit yachty. And then like they're in like on a yacht, like in a bikini, with like the kids are there, but they're just props. <laughs> and I would follow these chicks and just like fume. And I kept saving post after post. And I'm like, this is going to be something. This is, I have to write about this shit. But also personally, just like watching yeah, my boundary, like they're testing me like, okay, will you show your kid's face if we give you this deal? Yep. How about if you're in this situation? Yep. And how, you know, you think you have boundaries, but then they just keep working you down, working you down. Uh -huh. And um, it's scary. I, do you notice how silent I am? Because you know it, you know it. Or, or like one of the, <laughs> One of the fucking posts was like the the she literally wrote this woman literally wrote. She's I know like, who you're talking. I know who you're. My at. daughter I thought this picture was too cute. She said, mommy, the picture's too good not to post it. I'm like, how does your daughter even know you're fucking posting pictures like shit like that used to make me insane. So I had to write this book. It had to be fiction. Otherwise, I would have burnt every bridge in this town, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. It's all, it's all my, it's all my truth. Girl, man. you this are is. a favorite. Um, <laughs> I don't, I literally don't even know what to say other than what's your phone number. Cause I'm going to be offline. I know. I know. We um, need to talk about yeah, this Yeah, we do. We, re we really, really do. Um, and I do want to talk about, I do want to talk about, uh, being a boy mom because yeah. I, you know, my first son was born in a year where every single one of my friends had girls. So for the first five years of his life, uh -huh. it was him and 10 girls. And so the oh, good wow. part, well, here's the good part of that. The good part of that is that he's so extraordinary around girls, like meaning he's so that. gentle. He's so yeah. respectful. He can roll with girls. He can like, yeah. you know, so that's the good news of that. The second part of that is my other son was born a hundred percent around boys and okay. definitely I think a slight difference but not too much but I it was hard for me the first time because everyone was like 
putting flower crowns in their hair. And like, and you know, as a boy mom at all the birthday parties, like as the girl moms were like drinking rosé and frosé, I was freaking running, chasing my boys. Like, oh my God, he's going to be like under the jungle gym or like upside down or like in the pool or like, you know, running down the (laughs) hill with no fence or like, and the girls were like, painting their hair pink and whatever. So I was just like, this is crazy. And then a bunch of my friends started to have boys and we started to have this great group of boys. And we, there was something about this like boy mom crew that Mm -hmm. we spoke or didn't even have to speak this other language. And I think there's such Look, I think the world of motherhood is very female dominated in the world of girls, like American girl and this thing and pink Mm -hmm. and flowers and lace and crowns and eyelet and all this stuff. And And then fancy totally tea parties, totally, totally. And then there's like 10% of like boyness of that, like in the world of kids clothes and the world of toys and the world of everything. And so I do think that there is a boy mom thing where, as we discussed earlier, where there's this romance, this pure romance between a mother and a son. And I have felt that so deeply for now almost 11 years. And I'm just curious, like, you know, you definitely have boy mom energy, which is awesome. I never did. Like people laughed. They actually thought it was someone playing a trick on me when I had two boys. They were like, I'm (laughs) confused. Like, because at one point, like my kids were really like as babies, it's funny. They're so skinny now, which freaks me out. But like the, um, when they were little, they were so like the roles and they, they were so like, I think at six months, Caius was 30 pounds. So I would be like holding my kids (laughs) with all my strength and people would like, look at me like laughing. They were like, who, who up there is like, what are they? Okay. Like, what are you doing? So I I'm curious, like, did you always want boys? Did you not care? Did you perceive yourself as a girl mom? Did you like, or did you not even think about it ever? And it was just sort of like what happens happens. And how do you feel like as a boy mom? Well, I was so happy that I had boys. I was so scared of having girls just because my own relationship with my mother is so it's tough, tricky girl, girls and their moms. It is, it is. I was explaining it to a friend of mine last night who has a daughter, one daughter and two boys. And he said, she's so mean to, to my wife. And I was like, yeah, let me talk to you about that. I was, right. yes. I was like, let me break this down for you. So, yes. um, and I'm and one I of two girls. I would have just done too much projecting. Yeah. I would have, I'm one of two girls as well. And I would have just projected funny? so much of my own shit if I had daughters. I think a same sex child, it's hard because I would have just been like, oh my God, you know, afraid of everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm already afraid of everything. Yeah. It, I think it would have been 10 times worse if I had had a daughter. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that you're right. And I think that when I was having my boys, there was a lot of the girls closest to me that were sort of like, this is meant to be like, it would be very hard for you to be a girl mom because, you know, and some of them said it would be hard to be your daughter. And I, I don't know, because I look at someone like Stacy who had three girls and, you know, I know a lot of girl moms that, but listen, I mean, my, if you ask my mother, I remember I kept saying, mom, I want more. I want to have a girl. And she was like, no, you don't. 
no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> and I'm so close with her. But, you know, there's that relationship with girls and their moms where it's like, we can't breathe without them, but there's no one we're more right. awful to, you know? So yes. I yeah. think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think, I think, so, okay. So tell me about like your boy. So you always wanted boys. You were so happy that you had boys. I was so happy. Jason w- definitely wanted girls. So he did Roger. His- so did Roger. Oh. And he grew up between two girls. Oh my! So did Roger. So did Roger. Funny. See that? I mean, there are a lot of like Mm -hmm. signs that we. I mean, we definitely picked the right type of guys. A hundred, a hundred. And I also think Uh, we're supposed to be friends. Clearly, I think. Clearly, there's a lot (laughs) happening. Yeah, it's so true. It's really true. You have a young Madonna thing about your face. Do people say that? No, but I'll take it. Yeah. Thank you. And notice, I, I said young done. Madonna. Thank you. It looks good. It looks good. <laughs> Thank you. Where are you Thank from, you. though? Where are you from? Where did you grow so, up? I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. And my mom was in San Diego. So I okay. lived with my dad through high school. And okay. then I went to UCLA. I was in LA for a long time. I also lived abroad. Actually, it's funny about Sarah Foster. She's always like, because I speak German and my kids speak German. So to hers. And well, so she doesn't. Like, you should have. You should have married Tommy. She's like, <laughs> you love German stuff. You love. She always dies when I'm in Austria because I'm right by where their house is. Oh my god! Laws. I follow her. Her father-in-law on Instagram. He kills me. Oh my god! She's always like, "Why the fuck do you love it so much?" She's like, "I hate it. I can't get away from these That's German speakers." So, by the way, she doesn't speak it, but like, I know she doesn't. But and Valentina and Josie are like fluent. Like absolutely it's fluent. It's insane. That's so impressive. Do your kids speak? So my kids speak and they go to, they go to German school. And no I way. Have a German nanny. Yeah. I, I hammer them. I make them go to Saturday school as well. Do <laughs> you? Evil. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. That's impressive. They I'm, go to I German keep telling school. Them. It'll wow. help you one day. It'll look good on a college application. I don't know. Do you know no, what? My ha- kids are obsessed with anime. I don't know if your boys oh, are into fun. that yet. You're, it's like a thing here. And my boys yeah. are completely obsessed with anime. And um, and Skylar's obsessed with Japan and Japanese and wants to learn oh, Japanese. Fun. And like, um, it's really, it's it's super. I mean, honestly, it's really cool. And they take yeah. Taekwondo. So they're so like immersed oh, in the culture. And um, it's, I don't know, it's super That's interesting. Cool. But That's cool. I honestly, I've love talking to you. I could talk to you for days. Um, yeah, I'm you guys s- got to do my podcast yeah. I need to hear about this relationship. I can't believe how long you've been married. I'm so, well, I'm so impressed with you, first of all. Um, and I, I just think you're hysterical. I love that you speak your mind. Um, I love you. that you really just say it. Um, it's very impressive. And, um, yes, we, we will do your podcast a hundred percent. Um, I can't wait to hear this story. It's it's a it's a long one. <laughs> it's a long no one. But no are, so are you in Europe most of the summer then? So we are. This year we're going to Thailand because a, a friend in Sid's class, the parents are having a 10 year anniversary there. Wow. So they're having everybody come. Cool. And so we'll be in Thailand a little bit and Great. then Austria. Great. Amazing. We'll um, be with Sarah's father-in-law in the Alps. That is so funny. <laughs> I, she, Sarah is honestly one of the funniest people ever because she doesn't really try person, to be funny. But... She's, you would be really good friends. She's really funny. Sarah's that just funny. So She's funny. like you. She just fucking says it. She just is like, I love that. She just says it. She was like on her Instagram, just going, fuck you, Putin. I was like, yeah, Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly. Ditto. Like, yeah, fuck you. But like, she'll just say it. And I, you know, I think that there's certain female relationships that are just very helpful to you in certain yes. ways can be very helpful. Sure. Some can be very damaging, as you know, but yes. um, but I just, I love talking to you. I think you're awesome. I think you're a badass. I love that you're a boy mom. I can't wait to hang out with you in person. Yes, I know. Um, we have to do come that. Come to LA soon. I'll be in New York all summer. Where can we get City of Likes? It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, <laughs> Walmart, McNally Jackson, um, anywhere books are still sold. I have to tell you <laughs> that, like I said, I don't have a fuck ton of time to read anything. So I am absolutely reading this. I'm just going to binge all of your books because they are really I'm going to send them all to you. And honestly, I know it's so hard to read these days with kids. I just, I can't even listen to my freaking podcast. I I just, you know, I fucking get it. It's like between work and life. There's just, I'm showering at 11 at night. Right. So, right. Yeah. I (laughs) know. After bedtime, after I sleep bedtime. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. All right, babe, have a great week. And I love talking to you. I'm very excited about all of this. So, um, have a great week. Bye love. Thank you. Bye. Bye, honey. Okay. So Jenny Mullen, um, honestly, I'm kind of obsessed with her. (laughs) I love people that just say it. I love my friends that just say it. I love people who appear to be very candid and, you know, just really throwing whatever they're thinking out there without fear. Um, and I like that she just like keeps it real, but honestly, she was absolutely hysterical. Now I want to be best friends with her and turns out we actually have mutual friends and I can't believe we actually haven't met before, but, um, but I loved her story. I loved her candid story. Um, I loved how she kind of just threw her heart out there and just was like, you know, acting wasn't going well, but she's still an actor, but she was never getting the parts that she wanted. And, you know, my thing about people in general is like, I love my friends that just own who they are, whatever it is, they just kind of like, they just own up to it. And there's something that makes people so much more, I'm so much more accepting and of people and like much less judgy of people when they're just like, yeah, like, this is what happened. This is, this is how I did it. I really wanted that fucking part. And you know what? I didn't get it. And you know, it was really hard and this and that, but like, I met my super talented, super famous, you know, husband, and I was really pissed at him and like, da, da, da. and I just, you know, when you meet someone, at least for me under that kind of story, you just immediately know that like the person that you're talking to is like, the real person. And for me, I kind of love not having that wall in front of friends, you know, that you you feel like you're getting the real deal. So I'm very impressed with her. I'm so impressed with her books. And I'm so excited um, for the new book because I think it's something that I'm definitely going to be able to um, identify with and know people that she is referring to fictionally or non-fictionally. Um, But uh, anyway, I'm super excited. I think she's a badass and I love talking to her. I hope you guys loved listening to her because she's awesome Um, and also a boy mom. So, you know, I immediately love boy moms because we speak the same language. So 
Um, if you liked what you've heard so far, please make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review. And please keep listening. Also, check us out on our Instagram at works.for.us. Um, don't forget to tell us your story. We're excited to announce there's now a Works For Us phone line that you can call to leave us a message with your very own relationship stories. And we're planning to share our favorites on the podcast. You can also ask us for relationship advice, although I cannot stress enough, we are not experts, but we'll still take your questions. So if you want to share your story or ask us a question, give us a call at 657 549 2251. That's 657-549-2251. You can also find all of our contact info on our Instagram at works.for.us. Um, highlight and low light of this week. Highlight, my sons got their report cards. They were pretty extraordinary and I am so proud of them. They started a new school. Um this September and they are just thriving. And, you know, you know, when you think your kids belong in a certain school that you thought was perfect for them and it doesn't work out that way and you realize they're totally different humans and different learners and different students than you thought, um, you know, that's always wakes you up as a parent, but it's okay. You just own it. Um, so highlight, my kids are really crushing it at school. Um, also big news in my life, my eldest son, which I can't believe I'm saying out loud, turns 11 tomorrow. And I cannot wrap my head around that. And also um, low light, which will just be a constant low light, um, is just the war in the Ukraine and the countless refugees around the world. And I know that we're all focusing on Ukraine right now. Um, because I just, I just, it's just, it's just, I can't, I don't even have words for it actually, but it is definitely dominating my thoughts and prayers and, um, but certainly will be a constant low light until this nightmare ends, which I hope it does soon. Um, and I will speak to you guys all on the next works for us. So thanks for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.